Coming to you live from Central Texas, it's Let's Talk with your host, Eric Jackson. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the great conversation. And now, here's the host of Let's Talk, Eric Jackson. I'm your host, Eric Jackson, and today I think we have an outstanding show planned for you, and we're going to be talking about depression, y'all. You know, that's something that's really, really big that's going on, but we never talk about it, especially in the African-American community. So I thought today would be a good day for us to talk about this, and you know what? We will. <laughs> we will. Now, before we go ahead and get started on the actual topic, you know there are some days where I just have to say what I have to say. And there's a lot of things going on in the news that's that's really beginning to get on my, my nerves right now. But first off, we're going to start about the debate. Y'all see the debate last night? What you think? Huh? Did you really? Did it really change your mind on anything? Or just help solidify what you are already thinking. Hmm. I don't know. We've got about two weeks left. We've got about two weeks left before them. You actually go vote on November the sixth. Now be aware, especially those in Texas. Hey, early voting has started, so I would highly recommend that you go on to get out there and vote early. That way you don't have to worry about the long lines at the polls on November the sixth. Hey, that's your choice. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you do it early, you definitely don't have to worry, worry about it later. Right? All right. Now, with that being said, the debate last night, you know, it was very, very interesting how each of them, you know, had to get their point across. Now, we were supposed to be talking about, they were supposed to be talking about the dang on foreign policy, but some kind of way we kept getting steered into the economy and everything else, which is cool. You know, I understand they both had agendas, but overall, I think we we actually was shown who who's who's the better candidate, and that's all I'm saying. <laughs> like I always tell you, I'm not telling you who to vote for. You vote for who you want to, but make sure you're uh, very well informed about what's going on. All right. <laughs> now check this out. Now that we we talked about that part, do you know there's a uh, a super pack? Yeah, there's a pack. And it's led by Dave Shimwell, all right? And, you know, he's he wants to communicate to the African-American community that it's okay to consider switching political parties. Yeah, I mean, that's what he says. You have no power when people take you for granted. You know, you only have power when people believe realistically that you're seeking alternative if they don't come through. And he's talking about the Democratic politicians. And that, that's um, President Obama included. Now, you know, it's always good to give the other side now. You know, you just can't keep going one way, one way. Sometimes you have to go down the other side of the street. So that's where we're going to go for right now. You know, and this super PAC, you know, those super PACs, they, they come up with money. And they some of them are quite influential, really. But Mr. Shemuel said once President Obama got into office, he didn't pay any attention to the black community. You know, to make sure his message to African-Americans would get across effectively, 
Shinwell partnered with Reverend Wayne Perryman, a local black evangelistical pastor in Washington, who is the author of Whites, Blacks, and Races, <laughs> Democrats, and activists for black issues echoed the same idea, calling the black community a forgotten race. And there's been some conversation on this show as far as that's that very topic, you know, you have have has the black community, uh, the black voter vote been taken for granted. You know, I echo those those same sentiments as well as some of my other um, listeners and callers. So. Sometimes you need to take that in the, in the, in consideration. <laughs> the Democrats take it for granted. They don't put anything on the table, but they get our vote. Basically saying they don't do anything for us, but we'll vote for them anyway because they're Democrats. And that's what we're trying not to get you to do. Just because they're a Democrat don't mean you have to vote for them. Vote for who you believe is doing something for you. you know, for all the votes they're getting, they should have an agenda. And once again, this whole this whole political race, you haven't heard anything uh, specific about what's going to be done for the black community. No. You hear more about the Latinos than than the black community because it's it's I guess you can say it's a given that everyone feels that we're going to vote for the Democrats because they're Democrats and especially because the president is a black man. So if that is the only reason why you're voting, then you need some help. You need to go back and reevaluate why you're voting, because that shouldn't be the reason why you're voting. That's right. You heard it here. I said it. That's right. Now, Pyramid also believes that the opposite for the, the Republican Party was when Mick Romney uh, gave a speech at the NAACP. And he talked about the conditions in the schools, community, and the black schools and communities. And he did make an appeal to African Americans, but we've seen no such appeal coming from President Obama. Now, I'm just <laughs> reading what the man said now, all right? Don't be getting upset with me. But it makes sense. I mean, if you really think about it, we haven't heard anything like that. And since the NAACP speech, we really haven't heard anything like that from Romney again either. So you have to take it all in context of what what you're hearing and what to believe and what not to believe. You know, Perriman named issues black people face like economic instability and high foreclosure and school dropout rates. He explained in the last four years he felt President Obama had neglected to address the black community on too many occasions. Now, that's just one opinion that's out there. But apparently, I mean... We talk about super PACs. I mean, these folk, you know, <laughs> they 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 have a little weight because they they have money involved in it. You know. Now, like I said before, I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm not. I really don't care who you vote for, as long as you get out there and vote. But be a informed voter. You know. So that was just one side of the coin. You know that I, I don't think a lot of people really uh, pay attention to because you know a lot of people just get stuck in that one rut. You know, it's a Democrat, and that's who I'm voting for. Or it's a Republican, I'm not voting for them. Well, guess what, y'all? It is what it is. You know, just make sure you're educated and you know who you're voting for. Okay? That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. But I I did find that that, um, a little interesting as I was, you know, scouring the Internet earlier today. 
And I just had to include that in the show. Now, here's something that's really, really is beginning to upset me. And we're going to talk about the Fort Hood shooter. Okay, now, in 2009, this man killed 13 and wounded more than two dozen people, right? 2009. There's no question that he did it. There's no question that he's guilty. But yet, why are we still having stays and going over this thing about him shaving? Why? Does it really matter? Well, I guess to the military it does. Well, in that case, hold his behind down and shave him. Quit playing, you know, playing with, with the people's emotions now, the victims, the victims' family. You're playing with their emotions, and, and that's, that is not a good thing. Why are we having so many delays? Because he won't shave. Well, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's still part of the military. He's a prisoner. Shave his ass. Now I know you're talking about well that's part of his poli- his his uh, uh, his religious rights. Well, you know what? When he shot them people, his religious rights went to hell. That's all I'm saying about it. Because come on now, 2009 people, we about to get ready to go in 2013, and we still sitting on this. This should have been done over with. It, it's it's not hard. I, you know, and that's one of the things I keep saying about our judicial system. Sometimes it just takes too freaking long. This is not this is not a case where you have multiple questions involved. It's easy. He wounded and he killed people. He opened fire in a on a military post. Your soldiers were getting ready to deploy. Is that so hard? Okay, fine. If he don't want to shave, fine. Don't let him shave. Well, let's get the trial over with and, 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 and get this man sentenced and send him wherever he's going. But quit wasting my damn money right here on these appeals because this man won't shave. That's all I'm saying. Once again, I, <laughs> I must admit, once again, that is my 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 actual thought process on this. You know, you may feel differently, but I'm saying, what the hell? You're wasting my money. Either shave him or let him go on trial without shaving. But do something. It's going on too long. It's going on way too long. You know, and, and we we need to. <laughs> I don't know. We 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 gonna we ain't gonna get on the, the justice system yet. You know, I, I harp on that a lot, and I'm I'm not gonna get on that today. But we already know that we, we need to fix that because that is a bunch of bull crap. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a bunch of bull crap. You know, 2009. You know, we already know if he's convicted, he's going to face the death penalty or life in prison without parole. We know this. So why are we, why are we prolonging it? Why? A military appeals court in Virginia. In Virginia, upheld a judge's ruling that Hussein could be forcibly shaved for court martial. Bam, there it is. But yet, a U.S. Court of Appeals for the Armed Forces issued another state to accommodate an appeal. Why? See, once again, we're going through all these freaking appeals. Right? But they didn't say how long it was going to stay in effect. So once again, we're doing this waiting game. 
you know, I got a comment in, in, in the chat room that says, how is it that his religious rights are being considered? He is still a soldier in his state. He must shave. My point's exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. He was a soldier when he shot on them folks. So, hey. <laughs> oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. We, once again, we're just wasting our money. Wasting our money with this bull crap. Let's go on and, and do something with this because it's getting old. Well, it is old, number one. And you're talking about, and the show today is on depression. Can you imagine what those families and those uh, victims are going through? Getting ready to do to testify and doing and then have to go in and come out and wait on this clown here. Hey, lock him down, shave him. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Now, before we go ahead any further into the show and get started on the actual topic of the day, we're gonna go ahead and pay this little bill real fast, and I'll be back with you in about a minute and a half. See you then. Hey, Colleen Fort Hood, are you looking for some down-home smoke barbecue? Meat so tender it falls off the bone. If so, I have the perfect place for you. Tastes like more barbecue and snack bar. Located at 1015 Adams Avenue, just two minutes from the Fort Hood East Gate. They're open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. The menu includes barbecue ribs, chicken, mouth-watering brisket, macaroni and cheese, potato salad, coleslaw, baked beans, garlic greens, rice and beans. They also have red tea. They also have Kool-Aid. Yes, y'all, Kool-Aid, the red Kool-Aid. You hear me? Oh, yeah, and all the food is prepared daily. That's what I'm talking about. You have trouble getting off of work and going to sit down and eat, no problem. They take calling orders. Just give them a call, 254-213-9660. Tastes like more barbecue and snack bar. Woo! Barbecue so good makes you wanna come back for more. Check them out. That's right. Tastes like more barbecue and snack bar, and they do have ten percent discount for military personnel and students. What they do is just show your ID. Hey, hey, talking about some good barbecue. That barbecue is on point, y'all. I've I've eaten it, as I'm telling you. It is African-American-owned, and he is a veteran. So, going to help Mr. Chisholm out there, okay? Now, now, we are ready for the topic of the day, and that is what depression. Yes, we're going to be talking about depression today. So, if any of you out there want to join in this conversation, I'd be more than happy to to listen to you and listen to some of the stories you may have or, or remedies you may have for depression. All they have to do is just give me a call at 347-838-8622. Email me, ericlesstalk at gmail.com, or you can join me in my chat room. Just sign into your local social media site, and we can have a chat there also. So there's there's many ways for us to communicate today on, on this subject. And when I got mentioned for the subject is depression. Now, and... and I know a lot of you probably say, well, now, why he want to talk about depression? This is why. Because depression is something that's that's going on in our communities that, for some reason, is one of those things that we never want to talk about. You know, we'll crack a joke about it. You know, and, but as far as seriously talking about it and, and, and seeing if we can come up with some uh, um, direction or how to notice it or, or, or 
you know, uh, get help for it. We never want to talk about that. Yeah, we'll call each other crazy and, you know, yeah, he out there. You know, he's just a homebody. But how do you know he's just a homebody or she's just a homebody? Now, how do you know that? How do you not know? How do you know they're not going through something? Huh? How do you know? And see, that's what we're going to talk about today. So if you're looking for one of them rah-rah shows that I usually have where we got arguing and screaming and yelling going on, it's not going to happen today. Now, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> that's not the intent anyway. Okay, so, but if you, you want to join in the conversation, I'm more than happy to have you. Because we, we can um really get some things going here. <laughs> All right. So now, and when I when and here's another thing: depression. When we talk about depression, we're not just talking about one person, a certain a certain person, a certain persons. Okay, we have males, females, veterans, you know, elderly, young people, middle age. You know, it, it, it doesn't discriminate. It really doesn't. You know, but. If we don't know what to look for or, or, or how it works, then we we don't know how to fix it when we do see it. And a lot of us are just actually, we're just, how can I put it, naive to what the symptoms are anyway. Only thing we know, we go to the doctor and you get some medication. But there's other ways besides medication if you know what you're looking for or looking at. Okay? So now. <laughs> Woo! Okay, let's talk about this thing here. Now, depression in the black American, black community disproportionately affects black women. Okay, the Congressional Black Congress has cited statistics that show that only seven percent of African American women with depression receive treatment. All right, so that's that's saying that there's a lot. Hey. There's a lot of them out there with depression that don't even know they have or, or won't even get treatment. You know, and in a lot of cases, suicide is, comes up with that. You know, it's often related to untreated and incomplete clinical treatment of depression is a top leading cause of death for young black women in the 14 to 34 age group. 14 to 34. Now, that's according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. All right. Now, check this out. Black men, black men, we're not doing too much better ourselves when it comes to suicide. Okay? <laughs> My goodness. Hey, uh, according to uh, um, Amy Alexander and Dr. Alvin Poussaint, you know, they're, they're um, co-authors of a book called Lay My Burden Down. Between 1980 and 1995, the suicide rate of black males doubled to about eight deaths per 100,000 people. You know, it is an unspoken crisis in the African-American community. And that is my point exactly. It's an unspoken. It's something we don't talk about. Why we don't talk about it? Because we're too busy acting like we, we all high, we all good and strong, and nothing bothers us. You know, that's why we we don't talk about it or we scared that somebody may think something wrong with us. You know, but the best thing to do is what? Let somebody know what's going on to get some tons, get some kind of help. Really? 
I'm just saying. You know, depression is 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 really nothing to to, to play with or play about. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. Now, let, now before we get any further, let's define exactly what is the definition of depression. You know, because there are many many definitions, and you know, when you talk about depression, it's just Mm. It's a state of, oh, my goodness. You know, depression is a state of sadness. You know, uh, it just makes you feel just lonely. You want to be by yourself. You know, you you have issues that I'm not going to say issues. See, and, and that's another thing. Some things we say is just, <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm-mm. Depression may be described as feeling sad, blue, unhappy, miserable, or down in the dumps. Most of us feel this way at one time or another for short periods. Now, true clinical depression is a mood disorder in which feelings or of sadness, loss, anger, or frustration interfere with everyday life for weeks or longer. So it's, it's not something that just happens. Okay, depression is something uh, once you get it. You know, it's not just something that is uh, come and go. You know, sometimes it stays with you, especially if you don't know what's going on. Let's look at this. Sad. You feel sad, blue, unhappy, miserable, just down in the dumps. Now, don't get it wrong. I know some of y'all like that on a daily basis. Now, are you depressed? I don't know. That's something you have to work out. But for the ones that are depressed, that is something, you know, something we we need to pay attention to if you have a family member especially if it's a veteran you know because a lot of times veterans veterans uh come back and we uh, put in a whole lot more uh stressful situations than anybody really knows i got mr pianke in the chat room what's up pianke he said yeah come home and all the peach cobbler is gone okay pianke there you go I don't think that's going <laughs> to depress you, Pianchi. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But now, check this out. You know, what causes it? Now, it, really, there is no specific cause. You know, everybody everybody has their own take on what causes depression. You know, many researchers believe it's caused by chemical changes in the brain. This may be due to problems with your genes or triggered by certain stressful events. More likely, it's a combination of both. Bam, right there. Right there. You know what I'm saying? That is, that, hey, let's, let's be honest. Especially when we talk about veterans. And really, even though it's veterans, a lot of things at home can have us depressed. You know, one thing, sadness. You know, it could be psychotic, you know, psychological. And, of course, you know, the main thing, economics. You know, economic money have a whole lot of people depressed. You know, and we say unemployment, you know, just living in, in everyday poverty. You know, those are some of the things that will cause depression. You know, and how do we fix this, though? You know, what are some of the symptoms that we can do to, to make this thing better? <laughs> I don't know, but we're going we gonna to try and figure it out. Now, don't get me wrong, y'all. I'm not an expert on this, okay? But I can only tell you what I have researched and, and what I know. 
All right. So if y'all have, you know, if some of you have um, some input, like I said, feel free to call me three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. And once you call, if you, you know, you want to um, join in the conversation, just press one on your keypad, and I'm gonna get you in on the show, and we can talk about this thing, or my chat room. You know, just log into your local media site, and uh, we can talk there too. But we don't want to talk about no peach cobbler being gone, okay? I'm just going to tell you that. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. All right, I see I have a caller on the line already. Hello, caller. Welcome to Let's Talk. What's on your mind? I'm calling in about the discussion about depression. Okay, and what would you like to add to the conversation? Well, um, I'm a female and a veteran, and I went a long time without um, I guess knowing that I had depression, um, finally came to a point to where I, uh, I guess started noticing the symptoms or I had family members and friends telling me about the symptoms and things that they were noticing in me. Um, I did go through the anger, the resentfulness, uh, the um, loneliness, the isolation, um, just a whole myriad of, of different type of emotions and things that I went through. And I finally went to the doctor, um, but I am also a African-American female, and it was it is a big stigmatism in our community not to say that you have problems, you have mental health problems. So... That kept me away from the doctor for a long time. Um, and then also the fear because I felt I would be discriminated against at my job or anything if if that was to come out that I had some mental problems. So that kept me away from the doctor a long time too. So, yes, compared to... I see it more in the black community that we don't reach out for mental health um, stuff. We rather keep that to ourselves. We don't express that. We try to just deal with it on our own. And, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a big problem. It's a big issue. But I did finally go to the doctor. I did finally get some medication that I did finally start taking, but, I'm too scared of taking anything stronger, which I do need to take something stronger, but I'm too scared to take it because I've heard of the bad side effects you get from other type of depression medication. So what does a person do in that case? Well, okay. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions first. Uh, You said you you were living with depression for a long time. Do you have any idea what actually uh, brought the depression on? Um, mine was more of a past trauma in my life, past family circumstances, family issues, um, as well as my military career. That also played a part in it, too. So it was just a basically of all those things coming together, and I think... I went through a very bad breakup and divorce 
and had had a very bad breakup in a relationship prior to that. And all of that just all came to a head at one time. And when it all came to a head, it got really bad, really wow. bad. It, it was several times I contemplated suicide and killing myself. And But I think thinking of my kids and my grandkids or what kept me actually from doing it, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's, you know, that don't really sound like a, you know, a good reason. But for me, it was. It was, you know, I I didn't want my kids, my grandkids to have that that label placed upon them that, you know, your mother, your grandmother killed herself, you know, instead of getting some help. So I think that was the one thing that kept me, kept me from it. And then I, having gone to the doctor, I, the doctor got me into a um, counseling group. I started in a group, and we're talking with the group, you know, that helped too. I mean, we didn't just talk about military stuff. We talked about how to cope with the depression in our everyday life, you know, how to deal with it and how to, to handle it. So that helped a lot. But I don't think if I had been able to get that done, which I'm quite sure there are a lot of people out there who don't have those resources available to them to get that done. If I hadn't have been able to have those resources to get that done, it could have been, it could have turned into a very different situation. Okay. And, you know, it sounds like you had, um, I guess, the class, classic symptoms from what the, many of the doctors um, say are the symptoms for depression? Well, did, did they classify as, you know, did you have uh, what type of depression, situational, major, or just a, a whole bunch of it? It sounded like it was more situ, situational Situational than and, um, I guess, traumatic. Because mm-hmm. I had some traumatic events that happened, then as well as some you know, just psychological, a lot of things that I knew where I assumed to be in my head, but they weren't in my head. They were actual things that happened, things that went on. And I, as I said, with being in the African-American community, we learned to just push it aside and keep going. You know, mm-hmm. you don't learn to deal with it. You know, you're taught to just, you know, push it aside and keep going, keep dealing, keep working, keep doing whatever you got to do to survive. So that's what I learned to do. I learned to push it aside until it all just, one day I'm sitting at home and it seemed like it all just, my world felt like it was just crashing in on me. Wow. And you know what, and, and you know, I'm glad you said in the African-American community because, you know what, in our community, a lot of times we like keeping secrets. I don't know what it is with us and secrets, but sometimes we need to get on out of there. Now, I'm 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 very happy that you have gotten help, you know. But um, are you still getting the help, or or have you recovered I'm, enough to the function on a daily basis? I I guess I'm at a point to where I'm I'm functional. I can function. I still have those days. I still have those times. I am classified as having PTSD, 
So I still have those days and those times where I really don't want to be involved with people at all, period. I don't want to be around anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't see anybody. Nothing. And I, I still have times where I can stay in my house for a whole weekend and not talk or see anybody, nobody, nothing, no type of interaction whatsoever, and, and be fine and function just fine, just normally, just great. But I still have that that teaching from the African-American community to keep it to myself. So anything that's bothering me, I still keep it to myself, and I still deal with it the way I know how to deal with it. As I do The suicide thoughts They're still there Every so often Not a lot But it's usually more now If something comes up To where I feel like I can't Handle it I can't take care of it That may sound like a cop out To anybody else But You know With me in my life I To me it doesn't it, I just Want the pain To stop it's like pain, so I just want that pain to stop. So hmm. the best way for me to make that pain to stop, if that feels like, okay, I don't want to live anymore, then that's how I feel. Will I do it? Probably not, because I still think of my kids and my grandkids, but those thoughts do still come up. They're still there. And to me, I figure anyone with depression, those are things you you have to fight with on a daily basis. You never get rid of that. You always have to fight with that. That's something that's always there. You can go get help. You can talk to someone, but you can only talk to a counselor for so long. You can only take medication for so long. Then what do you do? So you always have that fight. You always have that battle you have to deal with. So I always keep those thoughts. I keep them in the back of my head. I try not to act on them. Unfortunately, I'm in a job that requires that I do have to interact with people a lot, but I have learned how to function with Mm -hmm. it, how to deal with it, how to do what I got to do to survive. It's more of survival skills now. I learn how to deal with it to survive. Medication, just I have it. I don't take it on a regular basis probably as I should because, to me, over time, your body gets immune to it and it stops working. Or you get it so built up in your head that the medication is the only thing that makes you feel a certain way and then maybe you don't want to take it anymore because you want to see if you can make yourself feel that way without medication. And you take a medication... And as everybody knows, you got to take something else to counteract the effects of that medication. Then you got to take something else to counteract the effects of that medication. So you get to a point where you're tired of medication, tired of taking stuff. Okay. Well, you know, you said something I kind of want to touch back on. Uh, You mentioned PTSD. For our listeners out there that really doesn't have any idea what that is, can you kind of explain that to them? PTSD is a term that has come out more with the military. Post-traumatic stress disorder is not just a military term, though. 
who who have post-traumatic stress disorder. A lot of people, just like I said, post-traumatic stress. It's a it's a disorder from a traumatic event you had happen in your life. So my military career wasn't the only thing that gave me PTSD. It emphasized it more, but it wasn't the only thing. It was one contributing factor. I had events that happened before I came in the military that also put, you know, created that that disorder. So a lot of soldiers, yeah, they may get it while they're in the military, but some of them have had events that happened before they came in the military that also creates that causes that that disorder. But right now it's a big thing because it's more focused on the military. But to me, World War One and Two veterans have it. Vietnam veterans have it. You know, anybody who's been in any type of traumatic event in their life would have PTSD. They may not have it severely. They may have it mildly. They may have it lightly. But it's still in the person how well you can react, how well you can deal with that event, how well you can handle that event. Some people can handle it. Some people can. Hmm. So would you consider that as part of uh, the the, the cause for your depression? It's one part of it. I mean, with having my counseling, I learned to recognize what actually brought on my PTSD, that mm-hmm. I say my military career was part of it, but it wasn't all of it. There were things that happened before I came in the military that were things that just say with being in the African-American community, you learn to push aside. You learn to keep a secret, keep to yourself. You grow up and it's just it's a family secret. So you just push it to the side and then you may have that one day where that one event or Something may trigger it and make it all come back. So it all comes out. You know, Dr. Rosalind, and I'm glad you're sharing some of your your um, experiences with us because that just lets you the, um, other people know that it's real and they're not the only ones out there. You know, because a lot of people think you know it's just them and they're the only ones who are going through this. Uh, yeah, I felt that way. That's how I felt when I. When I first was going through it, um, I, I felt that way. I felt mm-hmm. like, okay, it's just me, you know, and I'm, I guess I'm looking at everybody else around me, my friends and family around me, and it's like their life is fine, great. Why is mine just crazy, just not going right? But, you know, I had to... With talking with friends and family, I learned that, okay, their life wasn't going all that great either. You know, it's just that they had a better way of handling it and how to deal with it. Oh, okay. Uh, I see. So you, you, earlier you also mentioned coping skills or survival skills. So yeah. what, what are some of those you use to to get by on a daily basis? Right now, with the way the economy is, I learned that I got to keep a job. So that's one thing that keeps me understanding that, okay, I can't do anything to lose my job. I got to keep my job. So I keep that. And then 
also learning that I, I do have family and friends that love me, that are there for me. Mm. You know, they, they're they there. And that I can reach out because you're also taught in the African-American community to take care of it yourself. You don't ask for help. So I did learn how to ask for help, how to have people around in my life that were positive for me. You know, mm-hmm. they kept positive things around me and positive conversations and, you know, not always dwelling on the negative things. So that's what I do. I learn to think about the positive things in my life, the things that I've accomplished, the things that I've done, and the things that I'm going to do. You know, I, I keep that in my life, too, and things that I'm going to do, the things I'm going to accomplish, you know, and I I set those goals. And I, I keep little short-term goals of things that I want to accomplish and do, and that keeps me going, too. So, and then with being able to have family and friends around me that that keep me going, you know, I believe me, if I am out of touch with someone for more than a couple of hours, someone is calling to find out what's going on, <laughs> what I'm doing, where I am. So, you know, that was another thing that was a, a good thing for me and that whenever I would get at my lowest point, it's mm-hmm. like I know everybody may not be religious, but it seemed like God would speak to one of my friends and one of my friends or my family member or someone would call me. I would be at my lowest point, and it's like they would just call out of the blue. So I would have someone someone I could talk to, you know. And I had one friend who, no matter, I could say, oh, I'm fine, I'm great, or whatever, he could always hear it in my voice that that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. So he would always be able to tell that something was wrong. So, so I was always, I've always been blessed like that to have friends and stuff like that that pretty much in tune with me. So what would you tell a person that that may be thinking about that's what they're going through or or um you know or they are actually going through it but they still scared to seek any you know, try and get help. What, what, they what need would to you be your advice? They need to get help. You need to get help, you need to get around talk to your family and friends. Those people who are closest to you they can tell you, they're the ones who will be able to tell you firsthand if they notice a difference in you, if they notice a change in you. There's a change in you, a difference in you, they'll be the first ones to notice it, to spot it, especially if they are that in tune with you, if they know you as well. They will be able to notice it. And you need to be willing to listen to what they say. You need to be willing to listen to what anyone says. Don't take everything as negative. I always took everything as negative. I was always on the defensive, always. Even a good comment, I would turn it into something negative. You know, I did not know how to, how to something that was good, constructive criticism, I didn't know how to take it. I was always on the defensive. I felt like I always had to defend myself. I always had to, you know, Showed that I was in control, I could handle it, I could take it, you know. So a person needs to just understand even little changes in yourself, you should be able to notice 
you have something that ticks you off, something that before. Okay. Hello? Okay. I guess we, we got disconnected. But as, as you can see, that that is, you know, this is something that is not uh, a myth <laughs> or a fable. You know, it actually happens. And right there we had an actual live call explaining her, the way she um, handled her depression or the way she went through depression. I mean, you know, and guess what, y'all? It, it's real. Here in the African-American community, we just don't want to, you know, we don't want to talk about it. And like she said, it's because a lot of times that's the way that's the way we were raised or, or brought up. You know, keep a secret. <laughs> no, keep a secret. You know, that that is just crazy. Okay, I think we got to call her back on the line now. Hello, caller, you there? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. We got disconnected some kind of way. No, no problem. <laughs> but go ahead and finish what you were saying, if you can remember. <laughs> uh, if a person, they, a person really does need to go and talk to someone, don't be afraid to go seek some type of medical, medical intervention. So talk to anyone that they need to talk to. Um, that's a, if you can get into some type of counseling group, then talk to, you know, get into a counseling group and talk with someone. Um, I was fortunate enough in that my group was, was understanding. I wasn't, my military career wasn't as theirs. A lot of them were Iraqi veterans. I wasn't an Iraqi veteran. I, I only deployed to Saudi and back. So I, at first I did not feel comfortable with being in a group with them because I felt like they wouldn't be able to understand what I went through because, you know, Saudi Arabia wasn't really considered a war. You know, for me it was I had never <laughs> deployed before never went anywhere before, never been away from home like that to where I couldn't tell my family when I was coming home or if I was coming home. So I didn't feel comfortable with being there with them and that a lot of them had been through a whole lot worse than what I went through and had gone through, seen, you know, a whole lot worse things than what I had seen. But, you know, my counselor stayed after me and, Ensure that I came, and after a while, we built a, a good, you know, bond with each other as a group. We were bonded together with each other with just our life experiences, just the things we had dealt with in our lives bonded us together. So we became a tight-knit group, so it was easy. It was easy to talk to them. Not everybody could deal with it, so if you have to do one-on-one counseling, then that's fine, you do one-on-one. But if you're able to do it through a group setting, a group setting is a good thing because, yeah, you are in the room with other people who are going through what you're going through. You are in the room with people who have made, have some similar life experiences as to what you've had. So the person just, they need to get out there and seek some help. Don't try to deal with it on your own. 
That, and I say that is the, some of the best advice you can give them. Do not try and deal with it on your own. You know, and I know some of you out there right now, you, you're looking and you're shaking your head like, yeah, but this and yeah, but that. But no, 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 no. You need to get the help because this is something that's serious. And it can lead, you know, in many cases, it leads to suicide. You know, it's just a thought alone is not a good thing. But, you know, there's instances where many people have acted on just that thought. And it's not, it's not something that you should laugh about. Now, the caller mentioned a, a few things that cause her depression. And here's some other things that may actually fact, factor in to um, depression. Abuse, you know, whether it's past, physical, you know, sexual, or even emotional. You know, the, and it doesn't have to be right then. See, here's a lot of things what, what we fail to understand. A lot of the times when we do have depression, it's not Usually it's not caused by something that has happened right then. It could be something in the past that you just caught up with. You know, but you have to, you know, be aware of this. And and like the caller said, sometimes you won't know. So if, if you have a family member or friend who say, girl, boy, you done changed a little bit. You know, maybe you need to take time to stop and, and um, take a listen to that. You know, you need to take uh, uh, check that out because you may be going through something and you just don't realize it. Certain medications, and here's because I know a lot of us take medications. We don't really really check out some. You know how to give that paper that says side effects. A lot of us won't even look at the, the thing that says side effects. At least look at some of it because in a lot of instances, yes, that can cause um, a case of uh, depression as well. Now, it may not last long, but you still may actually have it. You know, and, you know, some drugs used to treat high blood pressure, you know, beta blockers or resipine can increase your risk of depression. So once again, you know, that's another thing that I'm, I'm sure a lot of you never thought about. But some of the medication you take can actually increase your your um Decrease your chances of, of depression. Conflict. You know, depression may result from personal conflicts or disputes with family members or friends. If you always out there in an argument, if you always out there, you have, uh, you got just drama in your household. You know, and what's the main thing a lot of people have drama in their household about? Either it's money or uh, just a dysfunctional family a lot of times. Yes, that can cause depression as well. You know, and, and I know a lot of people say, well, that's some simple stuff. Yes, and that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's the simple things. It really is the simple things that can actually cause depression. It causes you to be depressed. But since we're such strong black people, as we've been told over and over again throughout the generations, we don't need that help. We we good. We good. It's just I'm, as as the young people say today, I'm just feeling a certain way. Yeah, but how long you been feeling this certain way? You know, has it been for a week, two weeks, a month, six months? But you still feeling this certain way? Don't you think about time for you to seek some kind of um help? Hmm. And here's a big one: death or a loss. 
no sadness or grief from the death or loss of a loved one through natural though natural can also increase the risk of depression you know that that's something we 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 don't even have to touch on cuz we understand what that means right hopefully we do genetics i i now this is one i really was not aware of genetics a family history of depression may increase the risk. It's thought that depression is passed genetically from one generation to the next. The exact way this happens, though, is not known. Now, whoa, you know, that 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 is something strong right there. Genetics. Genetics. That means it, it's a possibility it could be passed on. So if you had, your family has a history of depression, that you know of, then definitely you are, I guess, more likely to to um, become depressed as well if you're not aware of, of what the symptoms are and what happened. What happens? You know, genetics. You know, that means passed on from mother to daughter, daughter to son, son to daughter, mother. I mean, it's just passed on and on. You know. Major events, even good events such as starting a new job, graduating, or getting married can lead to depression. So can moving, losing a job or income, getting divorced or retiring. Now, and I mean, these are just some of the things that I found that were interesting enough to put on the show today as far as what can lead to depression. Yeah. You know, <laughs> other personal problems, problems such as social isolation due to other mental illnesses or being cast out of a family or social group can lead to depression. And, and in the African-American community, we see this a whole lot, don't we? We got problems within our family, so nobody goes around that person. So that person's out there you know, on the island all by themselves. You know, or Jim Bob, you know Jim Bob crazy. He went in prison and came out and he ain't even acting right. So we ain't, ain't no need to bother him. He's just crazy. He'll, he'll be all right. And, and that's some of the things we say. Little no, we, we're not only uh, uh, um, disregarding that person, but we helping we helping him, his depression just get a little bit deeper because we're not sure that we care at all. Of course, serious illness and substance abuse. No, yes, those can cause uh, depression as well. You know, so those were just some of the signs, some of the signs, things that cause depression, just some of them. Now, I'm sure there's many, 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 many more of them out there. You know, but... It, just look at some of the definitions of what those were, and it just makes you wonder. <laughs> it makes you wonder. You you need to take a look at the mirror, people. You need to take a look at the mirror and figure out what's going on with you, because some of you walking around here like you're high and mighty, and you got some issues going on, and you you and it's not that you don't know, you just don't want to admit it, because as the caller said earlier, you think somebody's gonna talk, think bad about you, or think something wrong with you. Because what? Because you they say you depressed. You know <laughs> I'll just let you know. You you just have to pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to what other people tell you. 
even though they may you may think they being funny, they may be telling you the truth. But if you don't pay attention to it, then you never know. You be walking around depressed for the rest of your life when you can actually go and get some help. And a lot of times, just takes talking to somebody. That's all. I mean, I know a lot of you say, "Well, I ain't got no money to go to um to a, a physician or a doctor." Well, don't go to a doctor. You know, you got a a, a, a minister. You know, or another family man, you need to go and talk some things out with. Go and talk some things out with. You know, it's not, it, it, it's hard, but it's not as hard as we make it seem because we're too busy trying to keep it undercover. You know, we 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 don't want nobody to think we're some we weak, we're weak, and that's not the way it should be, not at all. I tell you like it is, not at all. You know, it's a Dr. Rosen states that the truth is that depression is a lot like hot sauce, and you know we love our hot sauce, right? <laughs> there are all different kinds and nuances, but they can be dangerous just the same. You know, there's a seasonal affective disorder which is brought on by the lack of exposure to sunlight. So if you're staying in the house 24-7 on that dang on game or you're doing whatever you're doing, you just don't want to come out of the house, that can bring on depression also. I bet some of you didn't even know that. You wonder why you feel so bad because you're in the house all the time. Most notably in the northern climates during the winter. Although some people actually have the reverse pattern, a summer depression with improvement in the winter. There's also depression brought on by medications ranging from steroids to narcotics to alcohol to sleeping pills, which suppress dopamine and serotonin, mimicking the chemical reactions that cause depression. See, once again, we back to medication and things like that that you may take. Wow. And that's all. (laughs) And that causes depression as well. See, those are the things we we have to pay attention to. You know, how many of us go to the doctor and, and the doctor give you medicine, but do you bother to ask him, you know, what does what is this doing? Or better yet, he give you one, he give you two sets of medication, and you read the label, and it basically says the same thing. And you're trying to figure out, well, why? Why am I getting two of the same thing? But if you read the side effects, you'll notice one probably has a tendency of causing uh, depression, so they're giving you other ones to, battle, to make sure as they can to keep you from becoming depressed. So one is an upper and one is a downer. But how many of you actually pay attention to that kind of stuff? Do you start taking the medication and wonder why you're feeling so low and you don't want to do nothing, you don't want to be bothered? Because you haven't taken the time to look and read and figure it out. Oh, it's just part of the medication. That's right. Yes. We are talking about depression. And uh, you know what? We're at the halfway point of the show right now. And uh, we're going to take this short break. But when we come back, I got a bomb for you. I got something for you that I know that none of y'all know. <laughs> I guarantee it. All right, y'all. I'll see you in about three minutes. <laughs>
Killeen Fort Hood, or you're looking for some down home smoke barbecue. Meat so tender it falls off the bone. If so, I have the perfect place for you. Tastes like more barbecue and snack bar. Located at 1015 Adams Avenue, just two minutes from the Fort Hood East Gate. They're open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. The menu includes barbecue ribs, chicken, mouth-watering brisket, macaroni and cheese, potato salad, coleslaw, baked beans, collard greens, rice and beans. They also have red tea. They also have Kool-Aid. Yes, y'all, Kool-Aid, the red Kool-Aid. You hear me? Oh, yeah, and all the food is prepared daily. That's what I'm talking about. You have trouble getting off of work and you're going to sit down and eat, no problem. They take calling orders. Just give them a call, 254-213-9660. Tastes like more barbecue and snack bar. Woo! Barbecue's so good, makes you want to come back for more. Check them out. All right, all right. Welcome back to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Eric Jackson. And today's topic is depression. That's right. Today's topic is depression. So if you want to join in the conversation, 347-838-8622. Email me, ericletstalk at gmail.com. Or join me in my chat room. Just sign into your local media site and log in and come on and join me in the chat room so we can talk about some things. All right? Because... Today we are talking about something that's really need that really needs to be talked about in African African American community, and that is depression. Because sometimes we think we are Almighty, we got it going on, we the bomb, and we going through some things that you think you by yourself on. And you guess what, y'all? You're not by yourself, not at all. But you may think so because. You're not out there seeking the help or trying to talk to anyone. You know, and, <laughs> you know, and the the longer you stay that way, the worse it gets. The worse it gets. Now, like I mentioned before, this is not one of them shows where we're going to be hooping and hollering and, and fussing and yelling at everybody because that's not what it's about. Today, it's about awareness. I want, you know, awareness about this problem we call depression in our community. You know, anybody can get on here and hoop and holler and yell and fuss at each other and say, yeah, this, that, that. But let's talk about something today. Let's talk about depression. Okay? If if you get nothing else, give you a chance to sit there and think about some things and, and make you readjust the way you're doing some things. You know, so what are some of the things we can do to help with depression? Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot. I told you before the break there was something I had to tell you. That was going to be the bomb, huh? <laughs> well, let's see if I can come up with something to tell you. You know, I, I knew this guy. He, uh, you know, he, he got out of the military and, you know, he he was going through some things. He really was. And, uh, you know, he used to go home at night, you know, that's after after getting a divorce, was separating from, from his wife and went and got a divorce, you know, so then he had to move out. Okay, he had just retired from the military. You know, just retired from the military. So he used to go home. He had got a little apartment. He used to go home every night. 
and drink a half a gallon of gin. Now, yes, I, I'm saying it. A half a gallon of gin. She can mess the dry for y'all who wants to really know what kind. But here's my point. And this was done on a nightly basis. There were no breaks in between. And long enough for him to get up, he actually found a job, a little piece of a job. So it was good enough for him actually to get up, go and find a job. You know, then he come back home and do the same thing over again. Now, he was, yes, he was uh, coping, as they say. He was going to work. But once work was over, once he got into his apartment, that was it. That was it. Didn't want to be bothered. You know, wouldn't talk to nobody. We go to work, <laughs> and on the, he used to go to work. And the only thing that made it good that when he went to work was he he was able to, he worked outside. He worked with people, so he was a delivery driver. So he really didn't have to deal with people that often, if you know what I mean. Long enough to say, "Here's your pizza," and that's it. <laughs> uh, I mean, and this guy, you know, everybody, you know. Everything was peachy keen. He thought everything was peachy keen. Everything was fine. You know, that's just the way it is. Uh, you know, I'm operating like this. I just don't want to be bothered. And this went on, oh man, this went on for two or three years. And the longer it went, it seems like the meaner he got, you know, the darker it got. You know, he eventually got promoted in his little job, became a manager, and he hated going to work. He hated even seeing people. And you know how some people say, I don't like people? Well, this person really didn't like people. Couldn't stand them. I mean, couldn't stand them. Now, I know y'all talking about, now, why is he telling us this old crazy story? Because that person was depressed. That person was depressed and didn't know they were depressed. Until it took a friend to sit down and, and talk to them and actually helped them realize what was going on. It wasn't a doctor. It wasn't. It was a, a good friend that just happened to notice you know, things had changed with this individual. You know, and it, it, it's something that he didn't want to talk about. He didn't want nobody to know. He didn't want anybody to know. You know Why? Because I'm a man. I'm strong. I'm not supposed to get depressed. You know, I'm not supposed to be going through this. I'm supposed to survive everything. And so it went on and went on until finally he actually sought help, the help that he needed. You know, and he actually went through went through some 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 um therapy and he helped and he got helped a little bit and you know now today yeah there's still little issues but he's a productive citizen in 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 in, in, the, in the world but see it took that special friend to come and see him and let him know hey things not right with you something not right i mean this person was an outgoing bubbly fun person to be around but all of a sudden his attitude just changed he became, and as I mentioned before, mean. No, he didn't want to laugh at nobody. He didn't want to laugh with nobody. He didn't even want to look. It was it was that bad, okay? It was it was bad. Only thing he wanted was half a gallon of gin, a lights out, 
and a TV on. And that was it. He was happy. Some, In fact, even some evenings, he sat in the dark, alone, with his half a gallon of gin. That's right. <laughs> I know y'all say, he making that up. I am not, seriously, I am not making this up. You know, that is the type of depression that this young man was in. Now, bringing it back on a serious side, for those who ain't figured out, that person was me. So I understand what exactly this depression thing is all about. And that's why I say we need to talk about it. We do. I have I have people around me now that I actually talk about talk about it with them. Because we need to talk about it. We have been taught to keep this thing on the low low, as they say. Keep it on the low low. Well, keeping it on the low low is not going to help. Nobody. Nobody. Because the more you keep it on the low low, the more you get worse, worse. That's right. I'm just I'm, I'm just letting you know. So what? So what? What are we going to do about this, people? What are we going to do? Are we going to go out there and help each other? Now, don't go home and <laughs> look, don't go home and claim everybody in the house is depressed. OK, don't do that. But go when you go walk in, just pay attention. Think about how things were or used to be. You know, and with 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 somebody that you're close to. And if you notice some real, real drastic changes over some time, then maybe you want to sit down and have that talk with them. I ain't say take them to the doctor. Sit down and have a talk with them. See where the mind, where the mind is. You know, it's not hard, but we have to be educated enough to realize what's going on. What can we do to, to help combat combat this thing called depression? Now, there's many different theories out there, okay, of how you can do this besides medication. Because we all know there's some medication out there that will have you walk around like a zombie. But we don't need to be walking around a zombie, like a zombie. We don't. Now, let's see. There's There's one theory out there called therapeutic lifestyle change or TLC. And it incorporates six major protective lifestyle elements we need to reclaim from our ancestors. Okay. Now, this is by Stephen Lardy, Ph.D., Experienced Life. Okay, and these are six things he has come up with that he say will help combat depression. Number one, feed your brain. Feed your brain. Okay. The hunter gatherer diet typically includes wild game that feed on grass and fish that eat feed that feed on algae. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Basically, eat a lot of mega threes. A lot of mega threes. You know, I mean, we hear so much about a mega three, a mega three. Well, apparently, it has some good natures because in this it says eat a lot of mega and see, and this is. I guess you can say it's not it's medication, but it's not some medication. It's natural medication, stuff you can eat on a daily basis. You know, 
Just include Omega 3s with fish. You know, fish is good with Omega 3s. You know, grain fed livestock, <laughs> if there's any of those left. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's just one one way, he says. And the next one, he says, don't think, just do. That's right, don't think, do. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I think if we get this, don't think about it, just do it, you know. And that that has a lot to do with you sitting inside the house. If you want to sit in the house, fine, but you don't have to. You think about doing something outside, go and do it. it it's just like, like the hunter-gatherer speech societies, you know, where people usually busy either chasing dinner or lingering with the community after the meal, you know. Hey, go and do the damn thing. And they, they wasn't that one of um, Nike's Nike's things one day? Just do it. <laughs> yeah, just do it. You know, keep your mind fresh. You know, you done fed your mind, so get out there and do something about it then. Huh? That's right. You know, depression depression has a way of, of having, letting your mind, having your mind shut down. And that's what's happening. I know that will happen to me. My mind shut down. Because the only thing I want to do is drink my half a gallon of gin and be happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. So I'm I'm just saying. But yet, you have to realize you have a problem. Once again. Hey, welcome, Stan. I'm glad to see you made it today. <laughs> but number three, move your body, shift your brain. Okay, everyone knows that exercise is the key to maintain physical health. Mm. That's right. But it's also important in helping with your mental health. So, I mean, you don't have to get out there and run three miles. You don't have to get out there and run. Just get out the house. Walk. Heck, walk back and forth to the store if that's what you want to do. Back and forth to the mailbox. Just get out. Move. Move. You know, make your brain move with you. Make your brain do more than just sitting there and think about the gloomy, the gloominess that you can put yourself in or someone else has put you in. And these are just these. This is just one theory now. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, there are a whole lot of others. A whole lot. You know, but uh, looking at these, I thought they made a little bit more sense than the rest of them. You know, let there be light. Let there be light. In other words, stop sitting in the dark. <laughs> you, you ever notice how I know I was? I love sitting in the dark when I was going through my my issues. Why not? Darkness is good, right? You sit in the dark, you ain't got to worry about nobody seeing you. You ain't got to see nobody. You ain't got to see nothing. You in the dark. You don't see anything, so you don't feel anything. You don't worry about anything. But once again, you're not helping, you're adding to your problems. <laughs> oh, my, 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 my. I'm just saying, get out the dark. Turn some lights on. Go outside. You know, open some curtains, some blinds. If you got a screen door, open your screen door. You know, do something. Let your body know that it's not nighttime all the time. 
you know, show your body that it's, it's, there is some daytime daylight somewhere, even though you may fail to uh, <clears throat> recognize it. Your body will. And then, you know, sunlight gives you like a, a, a real calm, good feeling. You know, when it's nice and sunny outside and it's not too hot, don't you feel good? Don't you have that like a, a burst of energy, like you just want to go and do something? That's a natural way of fighting depression also. You know, go outside. Let there be light. Get some of that light. Get some of that energy. Get some of that energy, you know. Make it work for you. Stop sitting in the dark. <laughs> you know, stop sitting in the dark. You know, get connected. You know, and that's get connected. Now, that's one of the best things you can do. Find out someone to talk to. Find out someone you 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 really trust and you really value their opinion and talk to them. It don't have to be a psychiatrist. don't have to be a shrink, as they say, or a mind bender. Just can be one of your friends, a family member. Just talk to someone. Hey, join a walking group, join a bike riding group, join a knitting group. Just get connected with something, someone. For me, it was playing softball. You know, but do something. You know, that kind of helps take your mind off with your problems. And, you know, actually, a lot of times if you get out there and do something, you'd be surprised at the, some of the solutions you would come to with your issues and your problems. That's right. And number the last one, of course, sleep well. Sleep well. You know, go to bed and go to sleep. Turn the television off if that's what you need to do, or leave it on as long as you go to sleep. Well, if, if you're depressed, you're probably going to have it off anyway. You just go to sleep. Relax. But, of course, that's after incorporating all the other other steps that we mentioned above. Now, I'm sure you would have a, a nice, peaceful sleep. Now, as I mentioned before, this is just one theory that's called the uh, therapeutic lifestyle change. You know, and this is supposed to be a natural way of helping with depression. A natural way. Now, I'm going to tell you another natural way. Well, it's more spiritual than natural, but uh, I'm going to tell you how, what else you can do. Get on your knees and pray. Get on your knees and pray. You know, it's funny how a lot of us, you know, we, we get out there and uh, while things are going good, you know, we thank you, Jesus, praying and what have you. But as soon as things start going wrong with us, we forget all about it. But isn't that what it's supposed to be for? Right? I'm just asking, isn't that what praying is supposed to be for? This is what we're supposed to have faith for, our religion? But how many of us actually get out there and do it? Not many, because at the time, we're not thinking about that. <laughs> we're not thinking about that. You know, and for those of you that like to drink before going to bed, don't do that. I'm, I'm a living witness. It don't work, okay? You just get mad. <laughs> you just get mad. Now, if anybody wants to see... Uh, you know, go to the website. I'm placing the website in the chat room now to where you can actually go and read further on about these six ways to combat depression. And like I said, this is just one method because we have so many out there, you know, but whatever works for you, whatever works for you, praying, yeah, praying works for me. 
Now it works for me. Because before, you know, I had no clue of what I was doing except for drinking my half a gallon of gin and sitting in my apartment all night. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I say I did it. You know, but first it took someone to come talk to me, someone to come and let me know that some things needed to change. And and here's the other thing. You have to be receptive to that person. That is another major thing. You have to be receptive. Now, if, if that person comes and, and talks to you and all of a sudden you don't want to be bothered, then you're wasting each other your time. But at least just sit there and listen. Just listen. You know, depression is a very dangerous, it's like a silent killer almost, you can say. Because with depression, things just sit there and it festers and festers and festers. Until the next thing you know, it, it has become a huge problem. And only thing you're thinking about is, I'm not even going to say that word, it's doing harm to yourself. When it didn't have to be that way, if you just took the time to get that help. You know, quit keeping secrets. If you don't feel good or you're feeling down, let somebody know. Let somebody know. Hell, if they talk about you, well, they talk about you. At least you know you're getting the help you need. You know, you get some things off your chest that's not going to bother you later on down the line. And as as I, I learned a long time ago, it's like um, layers on an onion. You ever cook and you have that onion and you be pulling off the layers and it's like the layers keep coming, keep coming, and keep coming. That's what it's like. And the more you sit there and let everything fester, it's just the more onions, that more layers getting put on the onion. And don't act like we all have an onion with layers on it. Trust me. If you have lived past <laughs> the age of 5, 10, you got layers on your onion. Now, the way, how they affect you is, you know, maybe different from the way they affect other people. But still, it's there. And everybody has the potential to become depressed. Don't get it twisted like you, everybody don't, because you do. But that's why I'm trying to tell you now how to avoid that. You know, he, you know, sometimes we we say, "Well, I'm okay. Yeah, I get over it." I have some friends that would they say, "Now, oh, I ain't feeling good, but I get over it." But when are you gonna get over it? Huh? When are you gonna let yourself get over it? You know, some people claim they're depressed every week. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, I know I'm laughing now. But honestly, you know, sometimes you need to really take a look at that. You know, they're making this grand statement, but they may actually really be depressed. I know I'm, I'm probably talking to myself right now, but I'm just saying it, it, it's, it's something that we need to work on in in our communities. We can't worry about nobody else because it's, it's, it's rampant in our own dang own community. And we too stubborn to, to say anything about it. That's right. Just downright hard-headed. Hard-headed. The African-American community. We so good at keeping secrets. Sometimes a whole generation has lost a whole lot of stuff. Why? Because 
somebody been so stubborn they done went to the grave with whatever whatever family secrets or family knowledge there was that nobody wanted the other one to know. They went, they took her to the grave with them. And see, and a lot of us out there, we 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 have that same mentality. That same mentality, and we have to stop that. Get away from it. If you need help, get help. If you know somebody need help, get them help. Talk to them. Let them know that you care. Let them know that there is someone out there that can help them. Hey, if you have to go in and make sure they get out of the house, you dang on self. Go do it. You you may irritate the hell out of them. I'm not going to lie. Still, they eventually will come. (laughs) If you show up, they will go. I was going to say if you build it, they will come, but no. But do you understand the point I'm trying to make here? Depression is is a a, a silent killer. It really is. Because depression can lead to a whole lot of other things. Because you're keeping so much in. You're dealing with so much. Depression can lead to strokes, heart attacks. You know, all from just keeping stuff in or, or not wanting to tell anybody what's bothering you. So when um, black Americans, when are we going to take the step and stop letting and stop keeping so many freaking secrets? We supposed to be uh, so advanced now, but yet we can't tell nobody we not. We we <laughs> when we depressed because we may we think wrong that um, we think that somebody going to be talking about us. Uh, what was that old saying back in the day? Sticks and stones. Sticks and stones. Uh, talk about me then. Talk about me. But at least I know I won't be sitting up in the dark drinking a half a gallon of gin, seeing things run across the wall. Because I got the help that I need. Thanks to somebody who cared enough to make sure that I did get that help. So how many of us out there are going to actually take the time to, to help people we know that we know need to help? That we know need to help. Not that it's a question. Not that we think. But we know. We know this for a fact. They are going through some depressions. They are going through some problems. But we're so busy with our, doing our own thing, we, we don't have time for that. And then once they harm themselves, first thing you're going to say is, well, I knew they was going through some trouble, but I didn't know it was that bad. Of course you didn't, because you didn't take the time to find out. Yes, black people, we need to become our brother's keepers again. That we do. Because we have some issues going on in our community, and damn it, we need to fix it. That's right. You need to fix it. We need to fix it. Depression is nothing to be played with. Nothing. Like I said, we ain't, we ain't going to be fussing and fighting on nothing today. we we just going to talk about some things. Now, if you want to join the conversation, no problem. Call me, 347-838-8622. Email me, ericletstalk.gmail.com. Join me in the chat room. Just go to Facebook, uh, whatever social media site you use, log in and join me in the chat room. And if you call in and you want to get on the air, just press 1. I see you. Trust me. And we can talk about whatever you need to talk about. 
But let's get this uh, let's get this message out there into our communities, man. Let's get this out there because believe it or not, it's it's there, it's there. And no, you don't have to be rich, you don't have to be poor, you don't have to be middle class. Depression doesn't care what you are. So any of you out there thinking that, then you're wrong once again. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, it's just time for us to stop keeping secrets and and help each other. Talk about things that were were so-called taboo back in the day. Hell, this is 2012. Don't you think we need to be talking about some things now? Huh? That was supposedly taboo, that no longer taboo? That's right, they shouldn't be taboo any longer. We got the internet. Huh? We got some of the best doctors around. And you telling me we still got people sitting in the dark because they're not feeling well? Because they don't want to tell nobody and the families or the friends are so involved with themselves that you just let it happen. You just let it happen. But when you want to go out or or you need to borrow some money, you you used to go and look up that friend all the time. That's right. I, I'm going to put it out there. You used to go and look up that friend all the time. But now that the, the attitude didn't change and they sitting in the dark, you don't want to have nothing to do with them. We got to change that, people. We got to change that. And you know some. See, here's the thing. You know something is wrong with them. It's not a secret. Just depression kills. That's right. And like I said before, they mess around to harm themselves. Then you say, well, I should have did so-and-so. I, well, you know what? Now you know you don't have to say it. Go and do something. Hell, just go by to check on. Yeah, I know there's somebody you ain't seen in a long time that you see on a daily or, or weekly basis. And you haven't seen them forever. They haven't moved. Ain't got no new job. But when last time you, you you just stopped going around there, huh? You don't know what they're going through. You may be the person that is needed to step into their life and bring them out of whatever it is they're going through. That's right. That is the way it is. But yet, we so high and mighty in what we doing, we we don't care. We don't care about each other. We damn near, we barely don't care about ourselves. Oh, he just depressed. He'll be all right. No, go 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 to the doctor and get him some Prozac. Who said that's what he needs or she needs? Maybe they just need to talk to someone, talk to a friend. Talk to a family member. Heck, talk to the minister. They may not need Prozac or, or all that other great medication. But how do you know? Because the only thing you're saying is, oh, they depressed. They always depressed. Duh, there's a sign. They're always depressed. Hmm. But are we are we that smart enough to figure that out? Hell no. Because we're too caught up in what we're doing and what we want to do. If it's not benefiting us, we don't care. It's just another secret we're going to take to the grave with us, right? 
And that's the way it, that's the way it seems. That's the way it seems. I hate to say that, but it is. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. You find somebody breaking up with a boyfriend. Oh, girl, you just broke up with a boyfriend. You'll be all right. Really? You just a, you just got a divorce. I'd have been through three divorces. You'd be okay. Really? But yet they're sitting in the dark drinking a half a gallon of gin. But they're going to be okay, right? <laughs> what are they going to do, drink themselves to death? Then they're going to be all right. Well, I, just, I told him he shouldn't be drinking all that. No, you didn't. What you should have did, took it away from him and sat down and talked to him. <laughs> oh, I see I have another caller on the air. Uh, let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Good afternoon, you on Let's Talk. What's on your mind? Hello? Hello? Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. How are you? I'm <laughs> fine. Sorry about that. I, was, uh, I muted myself, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, my... Uh, <laughs> I've done that uh, yeah, quite yeah. often. <laughs> um, yeah, first, uh, I'll introduce myself. My name is Antonio. I tried to call last time, but I got... And uh, I just wanted to just add a little bit to what you just said. Um, you could also journal. I don't know if you know anything about that. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, been doing th- I've been doing that since I was like 21, and that helps a lot too. It's actually fun and funny when I can go back and read what I used to wrote. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, 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 could, you, you know, it's a way of growing personally as well, you know. Right. You know, I, I never really thought about that, but that is a great idea. You know, I mean, without getting too personal, personal, but what type of things do you write in in your journal, and how often do you write in it? Well, you say it every day, but. Well, no, you don't have to do it every day. You can do it because there's been times where I haven't been written. Like once I haven't written it, and I got back, and I, and you know, like months later, I'll write something. And it could be anything. It could be anything that you said on the job, or or interaction, or how you feel. It's anything at all, and, and you'll feel pretty good about it because a lot of times we bottle a lot of stuff in our heads, and we may not necessarily have somebody to talk to. So writing it down in, in, on paper or in a book, I usually I still do it by you know the old way with uh, pen and paper. I have a, mm-hmm. a book and pen, and I write everything down, whatever I feel. At first, you may not know what to say or what to do, but eventually, when you do it often, you you you, you know it becomes kind of fun. You know, it's it's fun. I look forward to doing it. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it 21, and and I was like in a depressed state when I was in college. Mm-hmm. I guess at the time when I didn't know what I do, and that's how it, that's how I got started. Mm. Outstanding. So you just basically just sat down and started writing, and you have kept it going since, ever since. And how did that make yeah. you feel, though? Did it did it relieve some of of the pressure or the the rigmarole that you were going through at the time? Oh yeah, it did. It did. It did. And 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 I just kept doing it and doing it. And I wrote about anything like it could be. Interaction with people or what I thought about a situation. It also helps you to review things that happened in your life that day, or you can go back and figure out what happened, like you know, years before, you know. And uh, it's a good thing because it gets everything out that you have bottled in your head on paper, and you do feel, you know, better about it. And I would advise people to try that if they don't have anybody to talk to, they'll try it and see the difference. You know what? That that is an outstanding, and I thank you, Antonio, for that, because you know, that was something I had, I hadn't even thought about. 
<laughs> at, at the time, anyway. <laughs> I mean, because I remember having been given a couple of journals, but they're around here somewhere. That's about this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And and you say you were 21, or you're 21 now? No, no, I was 21. I started when I was 21, but I've been, okay. I kept at it ever since. I'm the cool. 38 now. Oh, wow. All yeah. right. So that that's the, so you just use that on a daily basis, just relieve stress and, you know, just yes. get it out your mind and move on. Yes, I do that. Uh, it's not necessarily on a daily. Like, there's some like, months I might do it on a daily basis, and then there's mm-hmm. other months where I just don't write anything at all. I don't. You know, I just don't have anything to say or I'm too busy or whatever. But then there's, like, maybe, like, the next month I might write again once in a while. So a journal is different than, like, a diary. You can write whatever you feel like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you don't have to be at it every day. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. That's what that, that, See, and I like that. I like that. All right, listeners, y'all here? See, so you don't really – hey, you can invent a way to relieve the stress. But do something, y'all, because, you know, depression, like I said, is a is a – it's a killer. It's a silent killer. It really oh, is. Oh yes. Uh-huh. You know. Yes, it the, is. The, the more the more you sit there and let it fester, the worse it gets. You know, like you know, and I'm like, whew. But that that's a good idea. Like I said, my release was once I I got released was softball. You know, I played my oh. softball. <laughs> you oh. know, you know, and. You know, sometimes, like I say, it's not all about the medication, which you have proved it here as well with your journal. It's not all about the medication. You know, it's just finding something to do to release that stress, you know, that's bothering you, you know. I know. Yeah, when, I, when I go back, when I go back, I, I like to go back reading what I wrote. It, it, it's kind of funny. It's it, it's comical after a while when you interact <laughs> with different people, and then you, you know it helps you to review things in your life. It helps you to review what's going on today. You know, right. you, it, it start it changes your mind. It start makes you think more mm-hmm. analytically on what you're doing during throughout the day and stuff. But it right. can be anything. You could you could write anything, poems or how you feel or interactions, uh, what you ate today or what you didn't do today or, or, or whatever, you know. Mm. <laughs> I, man, I can just imagine you going back and looking when you first started writing and like, wow, did I really say that? Was I really yes. feeling that way? Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm. So that, I, I think that, yeah, that's a that's a great way of, for people if they don't, you know, just try to get a notebook, an old notebook or whatever and start writing and uh, mm. you'll see the difference in your life. Yeah. You know, I bet that's a, uh, a way a lot of movies get written or, or just best-selling books, just, you know, just by doing uh-huh. that. You know, I mean, you never know because nobody will probably tell, you mm. know. Well, yeah. well, like a few years ago, I actually started saving clippings of newspapers and stuff and then, like, old photos that I might have taken. Mm-hmm. I started putting that in the journal as well. And I only did that, like, a, just a few years ago. I haven't done it before, but I thought that would be a great way of uh, – you know, just saving, we'll see what was going on in the world at the time I was, you know, writing, things like that. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's outstanding. So, have you, um, I guess, have you had to, uh, I guess, turn any of your friends on to what you're doing to help themselves? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I, I have. I asked them, you know, if, if they're interested. I don't know if they've done it or not. I mean, I'll, I haven't... I, you no, know, none of my friends have done it yet, but mm-hmm. you no, know, I, I would still encourage him to do that and stuff, and also family members. 
I think there's a few my cousins might be doing that too, but mm. Okay. That's outstanding. All right, Stan Stan, I mean Antonio, I really want to thank you for the call. Okay. <laughs> anything else you want to add? <laughs> no, no, that was it. I just you know you have a good show. All righty. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. All right, y'all. That was Antonio. And you know what? His his uh, his idea and his method is outstanding. That was something I didn't even think about. And it makes sense, though. Write it down. Write it down. Hey, you write it down, then what what'd he say? Go back later on and read it. <laughs> You'll probably get a big giggle out of it. You're like, wow, did I really say that then? <laughs> but see, once once again, there's another. There's many ways, many ways to to get out of this thing called depression. But you have to be willing to let it be known that's where you are first, or have that person, or you realize, you know, talk to a person, or write it down. Yeah, heck, you ain't even got to say it. Write it down to give a book to somebody else and let them look at it. <laughs> you know, let them understand what you're going through. It's, it's just many ways, many, many ways. We have to quit keeping it a secret. And that's the key. Stop keeping it a secret. You know, what they say, won't, what you don't know won't hurt you? Bull crap. That's, that, 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 don't, don't believe that. Okay? Because you, what you don't know will kill you in this instance. Or kill someone you know. Hey, I'm just putting it out there. That's what this show is about today. We ain't, we ain't doing no relationships. We ain't doing nothing. We talking about depression and what we need to do to make it better, especially in our African American communities. You know, I know we go and walk up to the, the liquor store, get us a pint or whatever. No, and we good. Oh, I get me a joint, smoke me a joint, I'll be all right. But really, is that really helping or is that contributing to the problem? In my case, it contributed more than it helped because I was, I was drinking but wasn't getting drunk. That's right. I was drinking a whole half a gallon of gin and wasn't getting drunk. A night. Can you imagine that? You know how much alcohol that is? Then get up and go to work the next day. Sober. No hangover. But I thought that I was being the same normal me. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. I tell you, I want to thank that friend because no telling where I'd be at now if that wasn't the case. Now, look at me. I'm here on Blog Talk Radio on Let's Talk, talking to you, letting you know about it. That's right. Now, some of you know some. Some people know about me. <laughs> That's outstanding. That is outstanding. Wow. You know what? But that's it. That's what we're gonna end. We're gonna end this segment on on just depression right there. You know, only thing I want to say is, you know, if you know somebody who who fits any of these um descriptions or conditions that we talked about earlier, hey, go 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 and get with them. Take them a journal, as Antonio said, or sit down and try and talk to them. But try and help them or get them some type of help, you know, because, hey, we're losing too many people on too many crazy things. And depression is definitely one of them. Nobody never tell you that, but we are. Because it is definitely a silent killer. 
That's right. It is. And we're gonna have to take do something about that. Okay. All right. And that is the end of that. Now, since we have thirteen minutes left in the show, I wanna thank everybody who came on to the show today in the in the um chat room. That's right, we had Stan, we had Mary, we had guest four zero six five, we had Pianchi who couldn't stay. That's right. You know, and then we had Antonio on the line. So you know, so just some good things. And also, you know, good point. You know, hey parents, you know, you got your kids in high school and, and not even high school, middle school. Heck, start at elementary. Go and get go and get that journal. Go and get them a journal. See now that's something Antonio brought up that we can institute early. You know, yeah. Give your kids a journal. Let them start writing in the journals or what bothers them. You know, what happens to them on a daily basis? You know, why not? If you start teaching them how to how to relieve stress and get things off their chest at an early age, as they get older, it won't be such a a, a problem with them. That's right. That is a great idea. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, you got that young child. Hey, and plus it helps them with their reading and their writing. So you, you're accomplishing three things. <laughs> you know, you're accomplishing three things in one. So if you think about it now, I mean, you know, you may have other ways for your child to release tension. Uh, uh, what's on your mind, that's fine. But believe you me, a child is not going to tell you everything that's going on with them. And the worst thing, the the saddest thing to see is a depressed child, you know. It's it's not like they go outside that often to get sunlight. So, so give them, give them the journal. Let them, you know, explain, explain to them why you're giving them the journal. You know, and... Let it let it go at that. Let it go at that. I'm sure you'll be surprised at the uh, at the ones that actually use it. And who knows? They may come read some of it to you. <laughs> they may. Now I don't know about this privacy thing. That once they you give it to them, don't go in it. That's on that's on you. If you suspect something is going wrong or something's not going right, then yeah, I I may go suggest you read it. But at the same time, don't just be reading it to be reading it. No, because that is their thoughts, their own personal thoughts. Plus, you may there may be something in there about you you don't want to know the way they're thinking right now. <laughs> no, but yes, oh yes, yes, yes. But thank you for that. I I, I appreciate that a whole lot. Hmm. All right, chat room, is there anything else we got to talk about today? Is there anything I forgot? Anything y'all want to say? Before I start singing this closing song? <laughs> I'm not going to sing any songs, y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all can calm down. I'm not singing any songs today. Today. Not at all. But you know what? I want to thank everybody for listening and participating in the show today. I know it's not my regular rah, 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 and we fussing and fighting, but some days we need to have shows like this. We really do. Just so we can put out some information so everybody can be aware. Aware of what's going on. 
not only in our in our communities, neighborhoods, but in, in our homes. You know, with ourselves, with our family members, because a lot of times that gets overlooked in the big picture of things. And if we, if the foundation of the family is not right, then nothing else is going to be right. That has been proven over and over and over again. Over and over again. <laughs> All right, y'all. I got to go and pay this last bill. And when I come back, hey, we're going to shut it down for a while. All right. I'll see y'all in a few. Hey, Colleen Fort Hood. Are you looking for some down-home smoke barbecue? Meat so tender it falls off the bone. If so, I have the perfect place for you. Tastes like more barbecue and snack bar. Located at 1015 Adams Avenue, just two minutes from the Fort Hood East Gate. They're open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. The menu includes barbecue ribs, chicken, mouth-watering brisket, macaroni and cheese, potato salad, coleslaw, baked beans, Call it greens, rice and beans. They also have red tea. They also have Kool-Aid. Yes, y'all, Kool-Aid, the red Kool-Aid. You hear me? Oh, yeah, and all the food is prepared daily. That's what I'm talking about. You have trouble getting off of work and going to sit down and eat, no problem. They take calling orders. Just give them a call, 254-213-9660. Tastes like more barbecue and snack bar. Woo! Barbecue so good makes you wanna come back for more. Check them out. All right, all right, we back on Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host Eric Jackson, and we have had a great show today on depression. That's right, it was on depression, and it was an outstanding show. I had some great interaction from my callers. And the chat room. You know, as I mentioned before, if you want to learn more about depression, I have placed a uh, a link in the chat room to where you can go and check out, you know, do a little further investigation if you if you want to. Hey, it can't help to know, right? That's right. All right. Well, tomorrow's show is going to be another good one, y'all. And I'm sure y'all going to have some uh, great, great <laughs> something to say about that, too. And the topic for tomorrow's show is, is CPS really making a difference? Now, for those who don't know what CPS is, that's Child Protective Services. And the reason why we're going to talk about that, man, because there's some things going on with CPS that we really do need to talk about, especially since it's dealing with kids, and some of them dealing with our kids. You know, like that, that uh, CPS office up in Amarillo, Texas, that just uh, that's being investigated and raided for um, you know mismanagement. No, yes, we need to we need to talk about that. So that's what we're gonna be talking about tomorrow. So hey, gonna get get your get your tambourines ready, and you know if you want to start some stuff, we can go and get started on that tomorrow. Because we need to take care of our kids, no matter what. You may not like them, I may not like them, but they're still kids in their hours, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we go tell the truth on that one, but. Other than that, though, once again, I want to say thank you, everybody, for joining me today here on Let's Talk. And until tomorrow, hey, make sure before I go, you know, I forgot, I almost forgot to say my my little saying I say. Now, check this out. 
when that special when you go home tonight or that special someone comes home, make sure you give them a hug. Make sure you tell them you love them. You know, make sure you let them know how you feel about them. You really feel about them. Because regardless of what happens during the run of a day, the week, the month, you know, they still need to know that they are cared for. You know, and you do appreciate them. That's right. Because a lot of times, some of us, we take for granted and think that our, that person, you know, already knows, already knows how we feel. Well, it doesn't hurt to hear it sometimes, you know. It doesn't hurt to hear it. Plus, you never know when they won't be here. You know, you never know when they'll be gone. And then you were saying, well, I wish I would have told them this and I wish I would have told them that. Well, now it's your chance to tell them. And so there will be no regrets on if you decided to say it or not. Okay? All right. Well, other than that, y'all, I have nothing else. And i see y'all here tomorrow on Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio, same time. Until then, I'm out of here. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.